0: Today's episode of Behind the Numbers is brought to you by B-Riley Financial. B-Riley Financial's diverse suite of services goes beyond traditional financial service offerings. By leveraging cross-platform expertise and assets, B-Riley Financial companies are uniquely positioned to provide full-service collaborative solutions to our clients at every stage of the business lifecycle and in all market conditions. B-Riley refers to B-Riley Financial Incorporated and/or one or more of its subsidiaries or affiliates.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Behind the Numbers. My name is Dave Bookbinder. I'm a managing director at B. Riley Advisory Services. I'm also the author of the new ROI, Return on Individuals, and welcome to the show where we dig deeper to understand what matters most in business. Today, I'm pleased to welcome a colleague of mine, uh, Dan Ruskin, who's the president of B. Riley Operations Management Services. Dan, welcome to Behind the Numbers.
2: Thank you for having me today, Dave.
1: It's a pleasure. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about who you are and then we'll jump into the conversation. Great.
2: Uh, I have over 35 years of experience in uh, turnaround restructuring and operations management. And um, I have uh, worked a lot in uh, a lot of heavy industrial, automotive, aerospace. Um, I've worked uh, in a lot of various positions over the years. But i um, the main thing that we do is uh, optimize a business and uh, help get it uh, sustainable, and uh, also be able to predict what's going to happen in your business. Have that predictability that everybody's looking for. So, um, we had a good career. We saved over eighty-four thousand two hundred forty-two jobs that we track over the past thirty-two years in business, and uh, we're really excited about that because. Those are jobs that could have gone away, and we're real excited about that number. And we like to uh, always look at how we can help a business that way.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to having this conversation about creating change in an organization. But I want to start out by asking you, when do you get involved with these companies, Dan?
2: A lot of various ways. Um, sometimes they cash uh, is not there. They've, they ran out of cash in the business, and they've hit a they've hit a wall. And uh, the bank has stopped funding. Uh, they broke the covenants with the bank. And uh, they need someone to come in there and help create cash quickly. And there's not a lot of money to do that. So what happens is you see a lot of opportunities that uh, sometimes wait too long. Uh, that comes into another area of, uh, that we would uh, do with the whole interim management piece. But what's great about getting in early is we can usually prevent a lot of disaster from happening and uh, that's either a turnaround or an interim ceo or coo and uh, we play various roles and um, we really like to get in as early as possible though so we talk to uh, either the bank or potentially uh, the owners of the company the shareholders
1: yeah, the thing that I found most fascinating when we were doing our, our prep conversation a couple of weeks ago was you mentioned that you, you do this by changing the culture inside these organizations and then changing behaviors. Can you speak to that?
2: Yeah, I'd love to because I have a lot of passion about that. So many firms go in and can do the financial, the operational, uh, even help refinance. But not many firms know how to change a culture and behavior in the business. And um, the first thing you have to do, and I tell everybody this, that I talk about everybody on the consulting side, is you really have to have a teachable spirit in what you're doing. And so does the management team. And if the upper management can be taught and will listen, and we have to listen too, because you gotta understand we're going into a company that they have a lot of experience. So we have to really listen. But if we work together and we put a win-win strategy together, we can roll out a culture uh, that works. And that's one of uh, teaching people how to do their business different and continuing to uh, have a type of reward system. Today, the labor market is crazy. So um, the one thing I would tell you that most people will say about us is that we're like a partner in the business and that we truly care. And it's not a three-ring binder approach of giving them, here's all your problems, that we're rolling up our sleeves and actually making these things happen with them. And uh, coaching, teaching, and getting on the ground and implementing the change that needs to happen very quickly in a business. And that takes place, it can be a month, it can be three months, but um, we see a, progressive, uh, a lot of a rapid and progressive uh, change in the business.
1: Yeah, and I know that you're sincere and you're passionate about this, which is why this is a fascinating conversation. Talk a little bit more about the rewards that you guys are implementing as you're going through this process and how you're getting the organization really to, to kind of buy into the whole process.
2: Great question, and thank you for asking that because I think everyone needs to be looking at some of the... Uh, Ways of uh, helping retain employees during this uh, labor problem that we have in the U.S. right now. Keeping labor and turnover is so big and trying to find labor that will stick. What I usually do when I go in, I try to find people that have been there a long time and have been in the business for a long time. And we go out on the, uh, the, if it's an industrial company, we go out on the floor and we give a town hall meeting. And we talk about how we're going to work together. We talk about how we're going to measure success. We explain what success means. And we also explain that if we reach certain goals, uh, we will have a bonus system that we put in. And that bonus reward system really helps because they've never probably had that before. But if you reach certain milestones, you're going to get rewarded. And a lot of the things that we do, and even if we don't reach that right away, it's like on Fridays we had in a very hot area that we were working in. We brought popsicle trucks in and people are going to laugh. But don't you remember when you were young and you heard the bell ringing and you got really excited because, hey, the popsicle truck's here. The popsicle truck's here. we are finding that in manufacturing today, believe it or not. Hey, the popsicle truck's here and they're all running out. It's kind of fun. But we going to make it fun, see? We going to make it to where people run to work and want to be at work and want to be there for a long term. We have testimonies of people who have been in the business for 30 years that talks about how well they were treated, how they had stability. And we try to show them stability again because generally we're going in a distressed situation, and we really want to show them that path of success and how they can have a career and how they can work in their community and help their community. It's been really a good process. There's so many different ways to slice that pie of a reward system but uh, those are a few uh, suggestions.
1: When you talked about the Popsicle truck, I had flashbacks to the old uh, Eddie Murphy comedy skit about the ice cream man, Dan. Uh,
2: oh, g- yeah. <laughs>
1: good, good stuff. <laughs> hey, yeah. Dan, for folks who are watching and listening who may want to learn more about you or get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach you?
2: Um, my email at B. Riley is Ruskin at brileyfin.com.
1: Nice. And, and Dan, I know we're coming close to the, the commercial here, and for the folks in the stu- in the production room, I'm going to call an audible here. We're going to take a commercial break here so we don't go down any rabbit holes. So Dan, you sit tight, don't go anywhere, and we'll be right back after we pay a few bills here on Behind the Numbers. Thanks. no expression in business that you can't manage what you can't measure. Business performance and business valuation, it's all measured by the numbers. But I've learned that the real lessons and the tough decisions that are made occur behind the numbers. My name is Dave Bookbinder. Join me and my guests as we go behind the numbers to understand what really matters most in business.
0: Today's episode of Behind the Numbers is brought to you by B Riley Financial. B. Riley Financial's diverse suite of services goes beyond traditional financial service offerings. By leveraging cross-platform expertise and assets, B. Riley Financial Companies are uniquely positioned to provide full-service collaborative solutions to our clients at every stage of the business lifecycle and in all market conditions. B. Riley refers to B. Riley Financial Incorporated and/or one or more of its subsidiaries or affiliates.
1: And welcome back to Behind the Numbers. I'm Dave Bookbinder, and today we're talking with Dan Ruskin, who's the president of B. Riley Operations Management Services, about how to create change in an organization. Uh, Dan, I, I want to continue the conversation that we were having before the break. And you mentioned something when we spoke weeks ago about getting into the mindset of the CEO being critical to facilitating the, the turnarounds that you're performing in these organizations. What does that mean?
2: First of all, the most important thing is to listen and find out exactly where they're having struggles. Uh, in a crisis, a lot of times they have so much of a heavy load that they have to carry for the business to make the right strategic decisions. And some of the decisions they've never had to make before, but you really have to become a partner with that CEO and really understand what is the real burden to them and how do you lift that off of them and help them with that? And I always ask uh, a CEO, how can I help you be able to sleep better at night? Just think about this. They're in a crisis. They're trying to figure out how they survive. And first thing I do is build trust. If you can't build trust with the CEO of a company, you're not going to have a good engagement. And you got to do that, and you got to have that relationship because what happens when you don't have a relationship with somebody? You generally have rebellion, or people run away from that. So what we have to do is have a caring, caring spirit inside of us, a heart that that we're in this together. And we might not be legal partners, but you want to be that type of person that can go in and help lift their arms up when they're down. And it it starts with something small because in their mind right now, they're thinking game over. I'm not going to make it. And you try to show them a path of a logical orderly path. I have a way with my team that we can self fund, which is really is really great for a CEO or an executive management person that we can take ways to turn that into profit very quickly. Now think about what that is when you've been losing money for months and you can show a path and return on investment very quick with just internal waste. And the other thing I do is get them involved back into the business. Sometimes they're excluded from the business because of fear of making the wrong decision, maybe making um, a wrong approach to some of the employees or not having the right communication. And uh, The first thing I do is take them back. If they're a manufacturing company, I take them on the floor. And I walk through the floor with them. Now, try to reinstall the passion that they got into business in the first place. Why they became who they are. You know, bring back their passion and their vision. And and make them want to, you know, I I use a saying all the time, a sense of urgency, but you really want to charge hell with a squirt gun and put it out. You know, if you can have that mindset, Again, you're going to do well and you're going to get through a crisis and you're going to get through, uh, you know, with a lot of different things. But trust is so important in these things. They got to know that you care about them. You have to show that you care and your actions is everything that happens there. Guess what? They're watching you like under a microscope. So you've got to be everything you say you are and you got to go out and do that. I had a colleague one time call me a dumpster diver. Now some people would be offended by that, wouldn't they, Dave? You know? Yeah, don't your her. Yeah, I know I I I find money everywhere inside a business. And sometimes you gotta dig for it. But that credibility that you show an executive, when everything is going down, they've got they got outside pressures, inside pressures. You really have to become a true friend and a true, a true person that can say, hey, grab my hand. We got you. Let's go. And, you know, you know, I've seen a lot of people go in and beat executives up. You know, they, they have this speech. They go in. I've seen it in the restructuring business a lot. You know, the people are already in a ditch. Our job at Beat Riley is to pull them out of that ditch, brush them off, and say, come on, come with me. We'll make it together. But there's a lot, a lot of things. But you build that relationship real quick by caring about people.
1: Yeah, 100%. Uh, For those who are inspired to reach out to you, Dan, what's the best way for them to find you and connect with you?
2: Yes, it's at druskin at brileyfin.com.
1: All right. So, Dan, I want to talk about your why, why you do what you do. I know you really enjoy being different, but maybe you can speak to that. Why why do you do what you do?
2: Well, I'll tell you, Dave, um, Growing up, I was always like number two or number three, and I was okay with that. But I wanted to be the best at something. And I didn't find out until later in life what I was really good at. And helping others and trying to make a difference in people's life, community, their business, was something that I knew that I could do that I really cared about and had a lot of passion. You know, we talk about changing the world all the time. Well, guess what? It starts with you. You got to look at your step in the mirror and say, how can I change first to help others? And so my passion and what I do is if I can save jobs and make a company better for a community that can survive. Hey, look, we're having a tough time in the market right now in finance. And we need to dig deep to find out how we survive, how we create cash in our business. We leverage everything so much. We need to get back to more of a cash mind and think about cash. How do I make cash? And that's how we survive. If I can help one person or one company, you know what? I was put here to do something, and that's probably why I'm here—to just help others survive and, and make their business better.
1: Yeah, and in, in, in doing that, which you know sounds you know inspirational, aspirational, um, and, and just altruistic, but what you're doing is in leveraging that passion and, and building relationships, you're creating value. Can you can you speak to the value creation component and how that's all connected?
2: Sure. You know, the value creation component is uh, really important. Again, I talked about a, a method earlier that creates cash, but it also creates a great EBITDA, uh, a sustainable EBITDA. And whether that's in labor, materials, uh, whether that is in just, uh, uh, quality or scrap inside a company, whether that's in, uh, refinancing a loan and trying to, you know, at B Riley, we have lots of resources to do that. And, um, we can, we can sit down and look at every piece of your business and find where there's waste, none value added, turn it into value add. And, and all, and every time we put a plan together on a weekly basis that shows you where we're creating value. Why do we do that? Because a lot of companies uh, like ours are scared to do that because they, they don't really have the uh, background or the capability to go in and do what I'm talking about. There's not many of us out there. There is some. There's some others. But I'm saying there's not a lot. And we can actually track every piece of savings that we find to create the value. But value is much more than numbers. You know, we talked about that earlier, day. It's a lot more than numbers. You know, it's about the behavior we talked about. It's about the culture we talked about. To me, that's the biggest value you could ever have. To have a great culture in a business means you're going to thrive. That means you're going to grow. And guess what? Other customers see that too. Your customers or your clients see that. And that becomes contagious. We have to have a contagious behavior to make change happen. And to me, That's our value
1: add. Yeah, well said. And what you're describing there is literally going behind the numbers. Dan, I want to ask you to draw on the the years of experience that you have and think about kind of recurring ways of thinking, kind of the old school ways of thinking that maybe you've seen patterns of behavior. What kind of things are you seeing that need to be changed and that are changing these days?
2: You know, we have a totally different labor force. I kind of mentioned that a little bit earlier. And... The reward system is different. When I grew up, uh, it was a lot firmer uh, in the business. Firm talk, you know what I'm talking about. It was very, um, a little bit harder. Uh, And uh, people talked a little bit harder. Today, it's about how do we maximize what you do and how do we have a reward system that works for you and helps you become the best you can be. And uh, before, it was a lot different. Today, we have a much better team environment in a lot of companies. But when those companies are in a crisis, of course, they're broken days, so we have to fix all those broken pieces. But from, from a long time ago till today, we can react a lot quicker and we have better predictability because, first of all, our computer technology, when I started, I was using a calculator and now I use a laptop. Okay. So <laughs> that's, that's a long way. Computers were just coming out and I had a floppy disk about this big. Some of you out there will remember that. <laughs> and I'm sitting there waiting to grind. and get an the answer. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, maybe I'll come back tomorrow and it'll uh, be computed and I can look at it. But, uh, today we have instant technology. We can look at our cell phones. We can really move a lot faster and to me, that is the biggest change, is uh, data, that we can create data so quickly. You know, I was looking at something where we create, the big data we create in one day is more data than we create in history. is that an amazing fact to think about? That's huge. And when you think about all this data, but I always tell my clients what's good data versus bad data, because there's a lot of bad data out there, right, when you go into a company. So one of the things that from the past to the day is just deciphering that bad data that takes a little time, but once you do, uh, things move a lot faster. But yeah, technology is definitely uh, one of the uh, biggest advancements uh, even even how we make parts today, you know less manual labor you know more automation,
1: yeah. Dan, uh, I want to take you back to an old TV show that some folks in the audience may remember, Undercover Boss, where the CEO disguises themselves and they go out and visit the various locations and play the role of the employee to understand what's really going on in the trenches. And I know that you do something similar in your activities. Can you speak to that and what the impact has been?
2: Yeah, it's been a big impact. Um, Generally, if I'm going to go run a company... Uh, I don't let them announce who I am right away. I go on the floor and try to work for uh, a week to two weeks to get to know the people, understand their issues, understand their needs, understand uh, what makes them want to grow in the business. or, Or maybe they just, nobody's listening to them, right? You know, your most important asset in the whole company is your operators. And people need to understand that in business. You know, they want to sit up here in their offices, but if they don't get down with the people and they don't understand the needs of the people, they can never be a good leader. If you're trying to make it from the skybox, I'm sorry, CEOs, you're not going to make it. You're going to fall. And when a storm comes, you better hope your team's behind you because they're the ones that's going to help you get through that crisis. And so I try to spend time on the floor to understand the needs and the problems that they have on a day-to-day basis, and those are the first things that I, I try to fix. Because if I can fix that, I can, I'm can. i on a good path to fixing the company.
1: Yeah, and and Dan, we're coming down to the short strokes here, just a couple of minutes. But are, are you actually having employees swap roles with the CEOs and vice versa as a part of your process?
2: I sure do. And I'm glad you asked that. I, I, I meant to add that. And uh, I go in and I'll have like somebody has been there for 10 15 years, and I'll have the CEO go down on the floor sometimes in a crisis and start working the floor for two or three days
1: to understand
2: how how that job is done. And then I have the employee that's uh, you know a machine operator or something that learns how to be a CEO for a day or two. And it always turns out, and they go, wow, I don't want that job. I want to go back to my old job, but I do respect that job. I know what they do now, and I have a huge respect for it. And, uh, it's, it's, it's always worked. It's been really good. You have some people that don't want to do that, but once they do it, they go, I see the value in that now.
1: And what's been the big aha that you've heard from the CEO who's now been swapped out?
2: I didn't realize that I should be more of the servant to the people on the floor that, that work out there. I need to be more of a servant to them. They are my customer. They are my customer. And he, I've had a few people tell me recently that I work with, you have taught me that they're my customer, my ultimate customer, and I have to take care of them. And I need to I need to be out there all the time. I don't need to be here. I need to be with them.
1: Yeah, and I bet along the way, Dan, besides helping a lot of these companies, you probably made a lot of good friends.
2: You know what? In all of my years, the relationships are there. You know, I started out about 50 pounds lighter. I go into these companies and they've got breakfast for me, uh, lunch. It's just uh, the reward system of the food is great. <laughs> we like to get paid, but you know, uh, it's, but it's, it's their caring and their love for you. And we also care and love for them. And that's the key is uh, those relationships are a lifetime, you know, and, And you see people that have worked at a company for 35, 40 years sometimes, and they come out and say, hey, thank you for making my job easier. Thank you for making my job fun again. And that means everything to us when we hear that. That's part of our reward system.
1: There you go. Well said. And thank you for making my job fun today, Dan. Unfortunately, we are out of time, but I want to thank you so much. It's been a pleasure having you on the program today.
2: Well, thank you for having me. I sure enjoyed it. And, uh, I think what you're doing is great. And, uh, any way we can support you, we will. Thank you.
1: Thank you. We've been talking with Dan Ruskin today, president of B. Riley Operations Management Services. And a big thank you to uh, B. Riley Financial, who is a sponsor of today's episode. Be sure to check out their website, com. Lots of great things and content for you to review and various ways that uh, B. Riley helps our client companies. My name is Dave Bookbinder, and I'm the one that my clients turn to when they want to know what their most important assets are worth. You can always find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and I'm always happy to have a conversation. And last but not least, thank you for watching and listening. We can't have this program without you at home. Uh, Please do hit the subscribe button, like, comment, share, leave a review, and uh, that way you'll be able to stay in touch with all that we're up to here at Behind the Numbers. That's it for today, gang. We'll see you next time. Take care, everyone.